This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. Welcome, welcome. It's Thursday afternoon, Fresh Thinking time. It's wonderful to have you as part of the show. This is collaborative. It's together. Everybody has a say. You can be part of the conversation at any given time. All you need to do is send an SMS to 34519 or a message on Telegram to 0618951019 or call the studio 0101403020. And then, of course, there's that great amount of tweeting that goes on during this show at Chai FM or directly at Rabbi Shish. Wisdom. Sometimes you feel that it's in short supply. Or may, I don't know. Maybe you don't. Sometimes I feel that it's in short supply. Wisdom. It's a nice thing to talk about. Wise people, as the old joke goes, there's not a whole lot of space between being a wise person and being a wise guy. So today we're going to talk about wisdom, wise people. How do you know if somebody is wise? And it's important. It's an important skill because often in life we have to look for advice. We have to speak to people and, and decide whether or not we will accept their counsel and whether we're going to allow them to guide us. So it's really important if you are going to rely on somebody's wisdom, you need to have a fairly decent way to work out if they are actually wise, not just because they tell you that they're wise, but, you know, to actually be wise. So today our conversation will start and I'm going to ask your opinion on this. How do you know if somebody is wise? What would be the signs? What are the symptoms? What are the indicators that a person is wise? And that's going to be useful for everybody because if you give us a very useful definition of how you know if a person is wise, you might be helping somebody a tremendous amount because then they'll suddenly realize the person they've gone to for advice is maybe not the person they should be speaking to. So how do you know if somebody is wise? 34519 or on Telegram 0618951019 at FM and at Rabbi Shish. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. So what would you say about wisdom? That's what we're talking about today. Just trying to plumb some wisdom around the topic of wisdom. How do you know if somebody is wise? Well, what, what are the indicators? Do they have a long flowing white beard? <laughs> okay. Maybe that's just a little bit tongue in cheek, but that is one of the cliches, one of the stereotypes, I suppose, of wise people is that they look wise. I don't know if that's very useful necessarily because, you know, there are a lot of people out there who have long flowing white beards who simply are maybe unable to afford a, a razor or a haircut. So how do you know if a person is wise? Let's start off the conversation with that. Here is a comment. Denise says, they think before they speak. Now, that's definitely a sense of wisdom. We're taught in Jewish philosophy that Hashem designed us, God designed us in such a way, unlike the animal kingdom where pretty much most animals stand with the head and the rest of the body on a fairly level plane. Humans are designed to walk upright and specifically that means the brain sits at a higher point in the human body than the heart. So it's not just to think before you speak, it's all, it's to think before you react. So the principle is called moyach shalit al-halev, that your mind should direct the impulsivity 
which would be associated with your heart. So to tell a person think before you speak, the truth is it's not only think before you speak. It's actually think before you react. Much of our reaction happens on the inside. There's a lot of effort that people invest in trying to control how they express themselves. Don't say the wrong words. And there's value in that. However, sometimes it makes a lot more sense to measure and control and direct the impulse, the reaction on the inside, that guarantees you that it won't spill out into inappropriate speech or inappropriate behavior. So a wise person, yes, a wise person will think before they respond. And sometimes they'll think for a while before they respond. That's an important thing too. You know, what do they say? There's the cliche, fools rush in. There's a very, uh, there's quite a lot of wisdom in Judaism around what constitutes a wise person. One of the things that we're told about a wise person is they are not ever pressured to give an answer. I find it so interesting, you know. For example, it'll happen that we're sitting around a table, let's say at shul, and we're studying a topic. And in my role as the rabbi, I'm supposed to be the person who knows something about the topic. It always, I find it interesting that people are uncomfortable with a situation where somebody will ask a question and they don't immediately get an answer. Maybe it's the impulsivity of the now generation. Maybe it's because of technology. Maybe it's because we believe that you should be able to Google anything. But not every quick answer is necessarily a good answer. Remember in Mad Magazines, I don't even know if they still have Mad Magazines, but they used to have that thing called Snappy Answers to Stupid Questions. And it always used to leave me thinking that if you can get away with a snappy answer, that indicates that you believe the question was a stupid question. But if it's a real question and it's a good question, then you don't rush in to answer. So in the language of the Torah, that you're not nivhal lehashiv. You don't feel pressured to have to answer on the spot. You know, sometimes things are best left for a bit of rumination, for a little bit of thought to allow people to settle the emotion associated with a question before they respond to the question. You see this a lot on social media where people will post things and immediately everybody's bang, bang, back and forth responding. I think it's this. I think it's that. Or a person says something and straight away there's a response. How could you have said such a thing? Hang on a second. That's not wise. It's not wise to just shoot off a response to a circus, to a situation just as soon as the situation presents itself. Wisdom is often in the quiet time of thought and reflection. Wisdom might not respond to a question. And there's a beautiful interaction that happened many years ago between a man who was a professor at that time was actually was a microbiologist working for NASA. His name was Professor Velville Green. And was not a religious man at all. In fact, had serious doubts about the veracity of the Torah and about what he thought about God. And he had this correspondence with the Reb, with the Lubavitcher Rebbe about some of his questions that he had. And there was a particular issue that really got to him where he felt that the Torah was off the mark and science totally disproved what the Torah thought. And he wrote this very lengthy letter to the Rebbe with all of his attacks against Torah thinking and waited for a response, and he waited, and he waited, and the response did not come. Some years later, he had gone through a whole journey of discovery of his own. So some years later, he was an observant Jew, and he had the opportunity to meet with the Rebbe one-on-one. And there were various things that they spoke about and various questions that he had. 
One of the questions that he posed to the rebel was, why is it that you did not respond to that particular letter of mine? I mean, I had all these burning issues that were make it or break it for my perception on Judaism. Why didn't you respond? And the rebel told him, because my goal is not to be right. My goal is not to prove to you. In other words, he was saying, I could have. I could have responded to all your things, and I, I would have given you logical and rational and even scientific answers. But there's a time where a person is not open to answers. So that's not a good time to try and lecture to them. So there's a great lesson in that. Wisdom is often patient. That might be one of the greatest indicators of wisdom. It's the ability to be patient. The ability to know that if I don't have a quick fix band-aid for the particular issue today, that does not mean that I've lost the opportunity. It does not mean that this is a lost cause. As they say in the classics, the expression, the Torah expression, oid chazoin lemoed, there will be other opportunities. So I think that that point, that insight from Denise, that a person who's wise thinks before they speak, it's not only speak, but they think before they respond. And that's definitely one very strong indicator of wisdom. And uh, I suppose there are various themes on that, the various uh, angles on that particular theme. Here's somebody else who said the same thing. They remain quiet. One of the things that the Torah says about wisdom is that a recourse to wisdom or a guarantee of wisdom is silence. Now, you've got to be careful with that because that doesn't mean that every person who is silent is automatically wise. You gotta be, I mean, some people are silent just simply because they have nothing to offer, or because they're shy, or because they're depressed. There are a whole bunch of reasons why a person might be silent. It's not an automatic indicator that a person is wise. But there's great wisdom in that statement, that if you want to have wisdom, you need to be in a place that allows for silence. And I think that's something we should talk about a little bit more. What do you think? What are the things that indicate that a person is wise? You can SMS 34519, send us a message on Telegram on 0618951019. As always, lot of activity happening on Twitter, you can join that conversation at Chai FM or directly to me at Rabbi Shish. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Sheshla. So silence. Silence, it says, A few people are saying this, I see, on social media, that the way to access wisdom is through silence. Now, it's not a guarantee, right? It's not just because a person will be quiet that they will automatically be wise. Here's uh, somebody who says, a silent tongue, Rene says, a silent tongue is a wise head. Now, we know that there is definitely something to be said for a person who has the wisdom to be quiet at the appropriate times. It's equally wise to speak at the appropriate times. So I don't think we should imagine that when the Torah says, that silence is a gateway, if we can use that expression, to wisdom. That means all silence at all times is guaranteed to bring wisdom. So what does it actually mean? And a few people have made this comment in various ways that the person who is wise doesn't just respond. They don't just speak. They they allow themselves just time to think. Here's uh, Various people are saying the same thing. They don't speak. They listen. Somebody says they speak when they're spoken to, and they're always listening and learning. They listen more than they speak. So it's interesting that a number of people have indicated that the capacity to be silent is a tremendous sign of wisdom. Here's an interesting place where that happens is when you go visit a person who's uh, in, who's bereaved. And, we, you know, we go and we face, we pay them a shiva call. 
very often in the course of that conversation, there's this silence that, that just happens and it's very awkward for visitors because you feel that you're there to help somebody feel better because they, um, you know, because they, they, they're going through such a difficult time and you sit over there and you feel like you have to say something. There's wisdom in silence. There's wisdom in knowing that sometimes silence is acceptable. It's wisdom if you ask a person a question that might be a difficult question for them to answer. So it's, it's, it's wise to know. Hang on a second. Let's just give them some time. This is a difficult question to answer. I don't have to jump in and save them. I don't necessarily have to coach them through the answer. Sometimes the wisdom is in being silent. And 100% when it comes to communication, the wise person understands that communication is all about the listening much more than it is about the talking. The Mishnah tells us that the very great sage, Rabban Shimon Gamaliel, said he grew up his whole life surrounded by very intelligent, wise people, and he learned that there's nothing healthier than silence. Now, that does not mean that you should be silent all of the time, but it's healthy. It's healthy to allow yourself to have silence. Just even just think about it, the silence of reflection, the silence of meditation. So you can see a variety of reasons why silence would be associated with wisdom. You can definitely see that. What else? What else would you say are the possible signs of a wise person. Uh, okay, they're willing to listen. See, a number of people are saying the same thing. Here is a, this is, of course, there's always a good, a bit of good humor over here. Bill says, how do you know if somebody's wise? They usually tell you. No, those are wise guys. People have to tell you how smart they are, how wise they are. That in itself shows an incredible lack of wisdom, but I know that that was said in jest. Uh, that was said in jest. Uh, ultimately, that's not the way that you know that somebody is uh, is wise. Uh, he has a few other funny comments coming through. Okay, we'll leave that. A lot of humor going on in the um, in the, the Twitterverse, <laughs> as they often as it often does. Uh, here, somebody says you don't. They don't talk so much. Another one. I'm not sure that I understand this tweet. Somebody says, Victoria says, you are witness to the wise decision. I'm assuming that what uh, Victoria is saying is that when you see the results of a person's decision and after the fact you realize that they had wisdom, then you know that they are wise, which is great. It's not helpful, though, when you're trying to find a wise person to be able to consult or find, you know, learn from or allow them to guide you. So, okay, that's fine, but it doesn't necessarily help us. What else would you say are the signs of a wise person? This week, um, recently this week, in fact, we were just talking about, we had exactly this conversation. What is wisdom? So how do you say a wise person in Hebrew? Maybe, just maybe, because we believe very strongly that the Hebrew words are incredibly not only powerful but insightful. So what how, what is what's the word? What's the name for a wise person in Hebrew? And how would that help us perhaps to understand what true wisdom is? So that's one question I'm going to just throw out, okay? Another question is in your life. So think about people who you've met and think about who in your life you would consider to be a wise person. And then why? 
Why that person? What do you think that that, what, what do you think made that person wise? You don't have to name them necessarily on air. You can just share that I know a person and maybe even say the role that they play in your life. Maybe it's a teacher. Maybe it's a mentor. Maybe it's a good friend. Maybe it's a family member. So if you know somebody who is wise, I'd love for you to share that with us and then say, well, what about them? How do you know? Cause that's going to help. We're trying to work out how do you know? What is a wise person? How do you know? What are are the indicators? What are the signs of a wise person? If you think about people who you know, often that in itself helps for a person to, to work it out, to work out what you believe is considered to be wise. It's important. It's very, very important because we need to know in our own lives who are the people that we can call on, who are the people that we can learn from who are the people that we should learn from it's really problematic if a person believes somebody to be wise and then takes their advice and it turns out that they're not so wise well we know who's going to suffer for that right we know who's going to land up being the one with the uh i suppose the fallout of having chosen to follow somebody and then realizing afterwards that maybe they are not so wise Okay, yeah, interesting comments coming through. We'll come back to that in just a moment. Here's somebody who on Twitter says, I'd call my parents wise. They see promise where it is not so obvious, and they enable others to get to that, even if it's only for a contract or an academic year. So uh, that's nice to say. Firstly, it's beautiful when a person says, I think my parents are wise. That's a really beautiful thing. And it's nice when a person says the reason that they're wise is because they can see promise when nobody else can. That's wisdom. So the sages tell us that one of the signs of a wise person is that they're able to see things that will still emerge that nobody else can see. They're able to see opportunities where everybody else perhaps sees disaster. It's quite relevant, I suppose, in today's economy. A wise person won't get caught up necessarily in the angst of what's going on in the economy, but rather they'll see opportunity that not everybody else can see. So that's insightful. That was quite an insightful thought. What would you say? What constitutes a wise person? Or who in your life? This is beautiful. Somebody says, my parents, who in your life would you consider to be wise and why? Because, of course, we want to learn from them. And is wise something that you can learn or is wise something that you have and there's there's no way to grow it? It's also part of the question. If you've just joined in, we're talking today about wisdom. How do you know who a wise person is? By extension, can somebody learn how to become wise? Your thoughts on 34519. Otherwise, you can send a message on Telegram 0618951019. Pick and pay or Norwood Hyper have these pocket-saving sweet deals just for you. Pick and pay kosher fresh chicken is a delicious 69 rand 99 per kilo. Pick and pay fresh hake-headed and gutted is only 79 rand per 99 per kilo. Pick and pay kosher ginger cakes are a low 18 rand 99 each. And kvutsat yavne cracked olives or pickled cucumbers in brine are only 19 rand 99 per tin. Catch these and many more exclusive specials in store. These specials are exclusive to pick and pay Norwood Hyper and are only while stocks last. Pick and pay Hyper Norwood is the best place to shop when you want to buy a lot.
There's an assumption there, right? There's an assumption that you want to buy a lot. We are known as the people of the book. We are literary connoisseurs, consumers of words and prose, sharers of ideas. In short, we are readers. Chai FM is starting a book club. Would you like to be one of the Chai FM book club readers? You'll receive one book per month to review on the radio for our listening community. It's social. It's fun. It's mentally enlightening. We're looking for people with a wide range of reading topics and genres. So get in touch and email books at chaifm.com. If you've just joined us, joined us, it's Fresh Thinking. You are with Rabbi Shishla talking today about wisdom and about wise people. How do you know if somebody is wise? And I think it's only fair to introduce at this point one of the most incredible insights into wisdom, and that is the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos in the Ethics of the Fathers attributed to a great sage called Rabbi Shimon ben Zoima, although they don't typically refer to him by his first name. And he says, Eizehu Chacham, who is a wise person, Haloimeid Mikol Adam, people who, a person who learns from every person. So that's very insightful because the nature of people is that we believe that if somebody is wise, everybody should learn from them. And he turns that on its head and he says that a wise person is somebody from whom, uh, sorry, who learns from every person. So why? Why do you think that is? Let's talk about that for a minute. Why would that be the definition of wisdom? Remember, we've just spoken a little bit about the fact that a wise person is somebody who knows the value of silence. Now we're saying that a wise person is somebody who can learn from everybody else. A few of you said that a wise person knows how to listen. This is all starting to come together. There's a bit of a tapestry forming over here about the nature of wisdom. And again, if you can say the word in Hebrew, how do you say wise person in Hebrew? Well, that might help. Now, somebody has sent in an SMS which came through blanks. I don't know if that's because you used Hebrew characters and maybe they don't show up on our system. Don't know. But uh, you might want to resend that SMS. I suspect that it's somebody who wanted to use the Hebrew word for the word wise man or wise person and used Hebrew characters, which I don't think we can read on our system. Let's try that again. So... Wise person, somebody who learns from everybody. Why? Bill says, because a wise person is one who knows how little he or she actually knows. And I think, bingo, I think there's a lot of value in exactly that statement. Wisdom is not knowing what you know. Wisdom is knowing that there's a whole lot more that you don't know. How often do you look around in the world and you see people and you look at them and you say, that person is just so smart. They're so intelligent. How do they do such stupid things? You wonder about that because wisdom is not knowing what you know. Wisdom is knowing that there's so much more that you don't know. So you're open. You realize that there are people out there who can teach you things. King David said this in Tehillim. And this is actually what's quoted in this particular Mishnah by Ben Zoima. King David says in Tehillim, Kol melamdai hiskalti. I became smarter because of all of the people who I allowed to teach me. Amazing. We know that King David is the kind of person who somebody taught him one principle and he gave him the greatest accolades. Wow, you're my teacher, my mentor, my rabbi. Because he taught him one concept, one idea to celebrate the knowledge that other people can offer. That's wisdom. See, because the person in conventional terms who thinks that they're wise believes, oh, nobody has anything to teach me. I know this stuff. I am the expert. You know what it's like. 
you know, it's like when you go to speak to a person, let's say over a medical issue, and they don't want to hear what you have to say, even though you're the person experiencing the medical issue because they're too busy telling you what they know scientifically. And you think, hey, hang on a second. But can you actually help me if you're not able to hear my input? I mean, after all, it's my situation. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe I can offer you some valuable information. You often find this with a primary caregiver, that they have to step up and present information on a person's behalf because the medical fraternity maybe says, we know what we're dealing with. We've done the tests and so on and so forth. You look at a good doctor. A good doctor will listen. A good doctor won't just simply prescribe. They'll listen. They'll hear your story. They'll hear what the parent of a child has to say about that child's situation. They that's wisdom, to be able to learn from every person. When we believe that somebody has a, a you know, the, the, the key to wisdom, when a person is classified as wise, you're essentially saying there's a particular kind of wisdom that constitutes wisdom, and there isn't. There are multiple disciplines of wisdom. Maybe you know a lot about science. Maybe there's another person who could teach you a lot about people. Maybe you know a lot about Money, there might be somebody who could teach you about how to, you know, like those life hacks, you know, how to run your house in a more efficient manner. Maybe you're the senior person in a particular group. Maybe there's something to learn from a person who's your junior. Maybe they can see something that you've overlooked. Maybe if you invite them into the conversation, they can offer a particular angle that you would never see because your brain just simply doesn't work that way. Who's the wise person? Somebody who can learn from everybody. Now, again, if you get to the core of what the word is in Hebrew for a wise person, it does help. Here's Mark on Twitter, just going back to something I asked earlier. Do you have people in your life who you would consider wise? And, and why? says, there were four people in my life I'd consider wise. My father, a good friend, a spiritual mentor, and an administrator from the yeshiva that I attended. I saw their wisdom in how they treated to people. Uh, sorry, how they treated people, reacted to situations, understood possible outcomes, could think deeply and explain concepts in intelligible English. Well, that's a big thing. You know, sometimes people sound like maybe they are wise because they use jargon. So they sound very smart. But true wisdom is to be able to understand who you're dealing with and how to access them. That's a, a big deal in wisdom. That's probably part of this learning from every person. You don't only have to learn wisdom from people. You may also learn a different means of communication. So when you're open to somebody else and who they are and how they think, then you learn another mode of being able to, to, to communicate. I think that's what we call uh, elasticity, right? Brain elasticity, to be able to adapt and to be able to do things in a different way to suit somebody else. Uh, here's another person who says that wisdom is that you never think that you already know it all. You can learn something new from every person, and that's exactly, that's a very, very good point, right? Very good point to be able to say that you never get to the point of, I know it all. Now, in, in Torah language, so I think that SMS might have had the answer, but it hasn't come through. So in Torah language, the way that we say wise, a wise person is we call them a chacham. And wisdom is called now, the wisdom of understanding. Wisdom is to interpret and, and appreciate the nature of that word, chokhmah, wisdom. It's a very significant word. It's a very specific word. It will help us to understand what wisdom is and how, and how it operates. So if you see a wise person, you'll be able to tell this person is wise because they're, 
they're calm. They don't rush to respond. That's a sign of wisdom, yes. They are able to see and forecast outcomes that perhaps other people are unable to see. Yes, that's a sign of wisdom. They're able to listen well and to learn from other people, not only the people who are qualified, but to learn from all people. Yes, that is a sign of wisdom. So there are various signs of wisdom, but sometimes you can encapsulate something just in a word, and that word chokhmah, which we translate as wisdom, actually has a tremendous amount of insight into what wisdom is all about. So that's the next thing we're going to do. We're going to unpack this word. And if you know anything about what the word Chokhmah means, in addition to just simply meaning wisdom, share it with us, 34519. If you'd like to send an SMS, you can message us on Telegram, 061-895-1019. You can call the studio on 01014030, although I think by now nobody's going to call the student, the studio because we've said so much about this, uh, the wisdom of silence. So what, I'm going to be the person to now make a noise? Mm-mm, probably not going to happen. And you can tweet at ChaiFM. Tweet me directly at Rabbi Shish. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. Some nice messages coming through about what wisdom is and who are wise people. Russell sent us an SMS to say, Theodore Roosevelt said that nine-tenths of wisdom is being wise in time. I assume that means in the correct time. Quite a quite a thoughtful insight. And then he continues, Maimonides says, And in as much as a man be perfect in his wisdom, new doubts arise which lead to added contemplation. Now, that's such a big thing because the wise person is comfortable with the fact that there might be questions and there might be doubts. You know, if you look at the Talmud, it's primarily question and doubt. A person makes a statement and then it's shuttled back and forth between this analysis and that question and this challenge. If a person is not wise, they cling to what they believe and they don't appreciate challenge and they shut you down and they say, don't ask questions. A person who is wise says, well, that's great. You've just opened up a whole new vista for me. You've allowed me to see something that I wouldn't have seen on my own accord. So great. I'd love questions and I'd love challenge. So, yeah. That so-called um, new doubts which lead to added contemplation. That is something that is embraced by the wise person. Here's Leia on Twitter who says, Wise person would be the Rebbe. He is to completely put himself aside and help the person in the way that the person needed. Leia also has a follow-up tweet that says, in response to why would the Mishnah say a wise person learns from every person, it says very interestingly, because... Every person is God's agent. Hashem runs the world. Everything is divine providence. That person is actually sharing with you God's will. So if you close yourself to somebody else's opinion or somebody else's insight, you might actually be closing yourself to what God wants to convey to you, which is quite an insightful thought. It's definitely something to spur on another whole conversation. So I said we'd look at the word Chochmah, right, and what it means. According to Jewish mysticism, particularly in Hasidic philosophy, there's a lot of conversation around this word Chochmah. For those people who are familiar with Hebrew, it is spelt with the letter Ches, Chof, Mem, Hey. Okay? If you don't speak Hebrew, that's a little bit confusing. It doesn't matter. It effectively means that we can take this word Chochmah and split it into two words. The first word will transpose, will switch around the two letters. So we'll go from Ches, Chof, we'll change that to Chof, Ches. That makes a new word, koyach. Koyach is power or potential. We'll leave the second half of the word as is, and that's the word ma, which literally translates as what. 
the word that you would use when something is unclear or undefined. So wisdom is koyach, it's the power and the potential of what? Now that could simply mean of, of asking what? The minute, again, the minute you believe that you know everything, that's when you shut down, you shutter up your thinking, and you say, I've got it, I've worked it out, I know exactly how things are going to work. That's when people make mistakes. Koyach, the power is in ma, where a person can say, what? What else could there be? What other explanation might exist? What other possibility? What other angles? That's what opens us up to true wisdom. But it goes deeper than that, a lot deeper than that. Wisdom, as far as Judaism is concerned, is not a function of intellect. I think it's a really powerful insight. There might be people out there who are super intelligent, but they're not wise. And then there might be people who are fairly simple, and they're incredibly wise. Wisdom is not a function of intellect. So what is it then? Well, people might tell you that you gain wisdom from life experience, and that is true. True. There's no substitute for experience. And it's a pity that we live in a society that disposes of people once they have accumulated experience. So we turn around to them and say, that's it. You pass your sell-by date. You can no longer stay in the business environment because it's now retirement age, for example. And that's not right. Yesterday was the 75th yurtzeit of the Rebbe's late father, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Schneerson, 75th yurtzeit. And there was a particular program that the Rebbe instituted to be named for his father. That's a program of taking people who had already retired and allowing them to become consultants and to keep themselves intellectually um, stimulated because one of the worst things you can do to a person is to say you're past your, your sell-by date. That's where wisdom lies. There's wisdom and experience. But the, the deepest insight is chokhmah. Chokhmah means the koyach, the power to allow yourself to become ma, to allow yourself to become undefined. See, that's what happens. When we think we're wise, when we think highly of ourselves, that's when we block wisdom. When we allow ourselves to appreciate and to understand that we are not as smart as we thought, or we're not know-it-alls, or we're not even that significant, actually. There's so much more out there. So rather be open and take in and allow wisdom to flow. That's when wisdom flows. Uh, quite nice. Uh, quite nice. I was actually hoping that somebody was going to say this. Josh sent a WhatsApp. It's just a pity that it came through on WhatsApp because your messages come through much more efficiently on Telegram, which is 0618951019. So maybe just save that number going forward. We don't always get to see the uh, WhatsApp messages immediately. So Josh says, I think Chochmah means wisdom, but it can also mean a joke. Is that not the case? And I think it's Yiddish, not Hebrew. And then he says, or Yiddish and Hebrew. So the thing is this, that you're absolutely right. So Jews are really good at using terms euphemistically. So the direct translation of the word Chochmah is wisdom. However, we use it euphemistically sometimes, and we, even when we, would, we want to say the exact opposite, not just a joke. So we can say, a chokhmah, a chokhmah, oh, a chokhmah, and as if to say, okay, that was smart what you just said. That's where you associate it with a joke. Or we can say, a chokham in a, dip, a, dip, uh, a denigrating way. We say, oh, like as if, you know, oh, you really think you're smart. You're not so smart. So, but we're looking today, chokhmah. What's chokhmah? Chokhmah is the ability to let go of self. That's the ultimate wisdom. That's why silence is such a big element of Chochmah. 
Because silence is the ability to let go of yourself. And the minute you let go of yourself, that's when you become open to the gateways and the channels of wisdom. Here's Hoda on WhatsApp also. So again, Hoda, we've moved to Telegram. Try rather download Telegram and send us messages via Telegram because it's more efficient than WhatsApp and we're going to be phasing out WhatsApp altogether. So Hoda says, as like the five levels of the soul, there are clever, there is clever, intelligent, intellect, wisdom, spirituality. Wisdom is not learnt. It is akin to a gift as is spirituality. So I think there's certain wisdom that people are fortunate enough to be born with. There's innate wisdom. At the same time, however, it's definitely possible for a person to learn chokhmah, to learn the ability, the wisdom of being able to let go of self. Unfortunately for us, it's like our security blanket, the sense of self, the ego, the, the fact that I feel like I need to understand, know, have all the answers and so on and so forth. Actually, real wisdom is to be able to let go and say, you know what, there's a whole lot out of there that I don't know. In fact, the vast majority of what's out there is what I don't know. This is Fresh Thinking with Rabbi Ari Shishla. So hopefully by the end of today, we've got a little bit more wisdom than we had when we started, all of us, because, uh, again, if it's one person saying, I have the wisdom and I'm sharing it with you, well, that's not necessarily wisdom. Here's uh, Shmuli who says, two people who collaborate well will be about three times as effective as each of them would be operating independently because each will see what the other will miss. Plus, they leverage on each other's strengths while holding each other accountable to higher standards. So that's wisdom, right? That's wisdom, the ability to learn from other people. By the way, that's what marriage is all about, right? Uh, somebody, Mordechai over here, sent to me that the wisest person that he knows is his wife. Well, that's great. I hope he tells her also. <laughs> but that's exactly what it is. Marriage is an exercise in learning wisdom, not to become wiser than the other person, not to necessarily say that the person is wiser than you, but simply to say that you have wisdom that I don't have. That's why we're in this together, because I can leverage, like Shmuley says, off your wisdom, you can leverage off mine. And that's why exactly wisdom is associated with being able to let go of self. So marriage is an exercise in letting go of self. It's not just about me. We live a certain amount of our lives thinking me, 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 me. And then Hashem says, okay, I'm going to send you somebody into your life. And by the way, there's going to be others to follow. They'll be called your children. And they're not necessarily going to always think about you. And they might make demands on you. And certainly they're going to test you to think differently to how you have ever thought. And if you're going to just cling to everything that you knew until this point in time and insist that that's how life should be, well, guess what? It's not going to be a comfortable ride. And there might be a lot of pushback because you're trying to... Go down a certain route and argue a certain point and insist that this is how life has to be. Any person who tries to force life in a particular way because they believe this is how it is, not only is it not wise, it's not effective, it's not sustainable, and it's not comfortable. Whereas the person who's in a position of wisdom will say, I'm open. Let's see what's out there. There's a so much more. Life is an adventure. It's, a, it's an, a journey of discovery. There's so much opportunity. It's not a bad place to be to say, I don't know. It's a fantastic place to be. I don't know. So that means I could learn. That means that there's so much more that I can be excited by, that I can be elevated by. It's a fantastic place to be. No no joke then, or no no surprise then, that the person who's truly wise will typically also be a person who's quite happy. Not happy in the colloquial sense. You know, what's happy? Oh, I'm happy. I got a, I got a new car. That's that's not happy. That's that's uh, I'm, I'm uplifted. This is a nice time in my life right now. Doesn't mean that I'm intrinsically deeply happy. But the person who has wisdom has intrinsic deep happiness. Simcha. 
And that, that simcha is the ability to be able to let go and say, well, there's bigger things out there that I could become a part of, that I could have access to, or that I could, I could experience. Wonderful! Let's celebrate and embrace it. And that's what the mission, I think, is telling us. Ezuhu Chacham, who is a wise person, somebody who can learn from every single person. And he then quotes King David, who says, You know what that means? From all the people who taught me, I did not gain wisdom. I gained the ability to be wise. Wisdom is not a commodity. It's a skill that you learn and develop. When you're open to learn from other people, you're also open to become a wiser deeper, more thoughtful, more forward-thinking kind of a person. And that's really the secret of Chochmah, I suppose. One of them, if we were to divulge all of the secrets of Chochmah, that in itself would not be the wisest thing to do. It's been wonderful. Your messages are great, very insightful messages over here today. Hope to see you, please God, same time, same place, next week. Till then, have a good Shabbos and a successful week ahead.